like it's 2020. Who the fuck doesn't have unlimited data? I don't know. I still got anytime minutes. <laughs> Five gigabytes. I got every time I make a call, it tells me how many minutes I've got. <laughs> Can you make long distance calls without a charge? <laughs> no. We're working on long distance. <laughs> All right. Let's do, let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sour Mash Podcast and the first round of the 2020 quarantine edition of the Sour Mash 16. So if you guys have been missing basketball, uh, this is going to take the place of every bit of March Madness that you were looking for. So uh, if you forgot from our last episode, this is Dylan. I'm Andy. And I'm Quincy. Hey, Quincy. Yeah. Hey. That's, the first, that's the first time that the introductions worked and the three times we tried to record this. Yeah, that was that was Dylan's third intro, and I think it was your best one, Dylan. We nailed it. You've changed it a little bit every time, and now that we're actually live, now that we've got everybody connected, I think you hit your best one. So good Dude, for you. Dude, I, I got loose. I was feeling real good and just went for it. So, yeah, this, it worked out perfect. This was all like an exercise to get you in the in the right headspace to record. And I appreciate you guys. You, you had <laughs> faith in me, and I finally performed. <laughs> but no, we're, we're we're so excited to be here. This is the first round. Of course, we're doing all, all of this uh, remote because of the fun uh, social distancing and quarantine that we're doing because of the COVID-19 uh, coronavirus going on there. So we're all working from home, uh, but we're not ever going to stop doing the research to keep you guys entertained. So, um, yeah, we all blind tasted. Uh, Andy, you said, uh, I think you put it so eloquently with the help of our wives and or fiancés and to make this a really interesting experiment. Yeah, and by by research, Dylan means just uh, drinking a lot of bourbon. (laughs) A lot of high-proof bourbon. A lot of high-proof bourbon. I think we've all got a nice buzz. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I'm a little drunk. Um, we've done four blind tasting competitions and everything is super high proof and we don't know what the results are yet. Even though we've tried to record this three times with technical difficulties, uh, we finally got it figured out and we're finally ready to reveal these results. So if you listened to the selection show, uh, which if you didn't, I strongly encourage you going back to get some context as to all the bourbons in the field, we are going down the left side of the bracket today. But before we reveal the results, I want to ask Quincy first and then Dylan, um, how, how was your tasting? How was the blind? How did it go? Um, what, what kind of method did you use to keep everything blind? And um, what are your thoughts right now before we reveal all the results? Um, so I followed your suggestion and did the paper plate technique. Uh, and Kelly was a big help with setting everything up blind um pouring the exact amounts she made sure she measured everything out just right uh and i really wanted to just focus on trying to pick out the best qualities in each one and really make the decision based on which of the two is better and then after that try to decide which one i thought it was um so that way everybody gets a fair chance um i don't want to reveal how i did because I do already know my results, but um, I'm pretty happy with myself. <laughs> like your picks, that's that's confidence. Yeah. Um, 
I did something similar. So um, I actually sat outside on our on our back porch and Kate poured um, the matchups and mixed them all up and kind of brought them out to me one by one and kind of laid them out. And so um, she had a list of everything that, that she had. And so I went through for each one um, and then she revealed everything to me at the end and I got to walk, like work through it. It was actually pretty cool because afterwards she kind of whatever was uh, left over and residual, she got to try and I got to get some of her uh, her notes, too. So we had a we had a good time kind of going back and forth about uh, the things that we liked and we didn't like about the bourbons we were tasting. And nice. so I, uh, whiskeys nice. I, we were tasting. So, yeah, I was I was surprised by some of my choices, but for the most part, I'm pretty, pretty consistent. Yeah, I'm, the, the paper plate method that Quincy mentioned um, involves writing what the matchup is on the bottom of the plate, pouring it out, marking each glass where you can't see, and then having someone mix up all the plates so you don't know what matchup you're tasting at any given time. I had Danielle do the mixing. And then afterward, I circled which bourbon I liked, still don't know which, what it was, and had her kind of document it on the side. So I still don't know what I voted for on each one. And I don't know if I got any of the, the guesses right. Because like Quincy, not only did I vote, I also tried to guess which was which. And I am very confident. I think I got eight for eight, but I still don't know Seriously? If, that's, if that's the case. I do. Yeah, I think I got all of them right. See, like I haven't had a majority of these, so like I feel like I have no idea like how to even start guessing what what's going to be. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> which I don't mind. I, I like I like trying new things, which is pretty exciting. So, uh, so yeah, I'm curious to see if you if you guessed right. So you're coming out of with with a, a virgin tongue. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh my god. Oh, and oh, so we're di- so thanks everybody for listening to this hour podcast. That's, that's our last. We're episode. shut down. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Anyway. I don't know if I'm gonna recover from that one. Anyway, keep going. So let's, let's, start, let's start with the top matchup, which was uh, the the number one overall seed, the Four Roses limited edition small batch from 2019 against. Old Forester Ride, uh, the underdog, the 16 seed in the tournament, the upstart. Um, you know, a lot of times you don't see a 16 versus one upset. It's happened one time in the history of the NCAA tournament. Never happened to my memory. I, I can say confidently it's never happened in the Sour Match 16. Um, will it happen today? What say you, gentlemen? Uh, the From my perspective, the bracket will not be busted today um Agreed. i i picked the four roses um not to say that i didn't like the uh i didn't like the old faux rye like actually the interesting notes that i wrote down on that was uh sweet tarts uh, that was kind of the the sweetness that i got from it which is really interesting um and it said that it had no burn uh, and also like it, it was very dark it's dark for a rye which kind of threw me off so i wasn't able to really uh discern it from what it was but i picked the four roses ultimately because uh i said that it was very oaky but it almost had a a weeded flavor to it so it was very soft and fruity uh mm-hmm. and ultimately that uh, that won me over yeah and to say i i have the same notes i wrote soft uh and uh there was that nice like cedar uh cigar box finish on it which i really Ooh, enjoyed so i picked nice. that as well the Four Roses. I I also enjoyed the the Old Forester Rye. Um, it had this weird though, like multi like beer kind of quality to it, 
Hmm. And uh, I could tell that it was a little younger in age. So that kind of made me think uh, it wasn't up to par against the other guy. Nice. This, this, this was the first matchup that I tasted. And I still haven't revealed um, which one I voted for. I'm pretty sure it's the Four Roses. But, um, you know, the, the Old Forester, I got the, uh, the mint. The spice kind of on the nose immediately was able to pick it out as a rye. Uh, I got cashews for some reason. I don't know. I don't even eat cashews, but I got that <laughs> on the palate. Um, the, but how do you know this guy's a phone? Doesn't even had, know what cashews taste like. Cashews before. <laughs> um, I don't eat them a lot though. But on the four roses, I got uh, oranges and cream. I got oranges throughout. I got uh, orange peel on the nose, oranges and cream, cocoa, the, a little bit of tannins. I think on the palate, maybe from some of the age, it does have that 21 year um, into the mix, and then just more oranges on the on the on the palate as well. So Dylan said fruity. That came through as orange to me. I uh, just turned the plate over. I did vote for the four roses. So unanimously the uh, number one overall seed will advance into the second round nice there you have it there um, you go no so surprises moving, there no surprises so far so we've got uh the next matchup the uh the peerless bourbon versus the maker makers mark rc6 and that's the eight nine matchup uh not that it really matters which is which that's usually a coin flip but in this case the peerless was the slight favorite over that makers mark rc6 although this is a pretty even matchup um i'll let you guys start again because i again i still don't know which one i voted for although i do know that i picked the correct matchup here i i i <laughs> I, I did identify which one was which here. Nice. Quincy, go ahead and go. Yeah, sure. I, I picked correctly as well, but uh, I made my decision based on the complexity of the makers. I chose the makers because it was there was a lot more going on. The Peerless just kind of tasted one note. It was kind of like a, a corn grain. Uh, it tasted a little lower in proof uh, and lower age again, like not developed. Uh, there was some nice caramel notes to it. But the makers, it had this really nice, like, bright characteristic to it of, like, some, like, sweet and uh, red fruits. I have a little orange and wheat, definitely, in my notes. Uh, but it finished well with, like, chocolate. And it was a little tannic. I don't know if that's due to the, the staves being in there. But mm. that was the only drawback for me. Yeah, I think that that, that tannin um, is what drew me away from the makers in this matchup i actually picked the peerless uh because i actually one of my notes said uh really high alcohol content on the nose so it almost had too much of a too much of a weird burn to me although it was um kind of non-discernible on the taste it was almost the opposite of what uh what you kind of described quincy is i didn't get much of a taste from the makers but with the peerless i had a really nice kind of nuttiness uh, and it was very smooth and didn't have a lot of burn to it uh, and it had a really pleasant nose. Um, and yeah, I might be wrong because I was standing outside drinking this, like right underneath of a dogwood tree, and I might not be able to taste anything at all. But um, <laughs> just from my standards, the, the Peerless one. So yeah, I, uh, I was surprised in that because Makers usually is something that fits my palate quite well. So I'm the tiebreaker here. Um, these uh -oh. were bourbons I and J on on my tasting list here. Uh, I voted for Bourbon Eye, which I think is the makers. I haven't revealed it yet. I got um, caramel and butterscotch. I thought that the nose was phenomenal on this bourbon. I, I thought it smelled like Twix, like a candy bar. 
the palate was a totally different experience, very soft, like you would expect from a weeded bourbon. Uh, I got like strawberries. I wrote fruit snacks. It tasted like I was eating some gummies um, and a cocoa <laughs> nice. finish. What I think was the peerless, I really enjoyed, but like Quincy said, it was one note. I also got the the nut uh, that Dylan mentioned. Peanut butter <laughs> is what it came through. <laughs> God damn it. We're going to have to start oh. censoring you. <laughs> Fun, man. <laughs> no, we're marked. We're marked mature, you know. I got uh, peanut butter. I got uh, Reese cup on the nose. Uh, more peanuts and kind of a very long finish uh, with a little bit of chocolate in there. Tasted a little young. Didn't have the complexity. So I voted for Bourbon I, which I think is the makers. I'm about to find out. I'm flipping this plate over. And yes, um, whoa, yes, I voted for the makers. <laughs> bur- bur- bourbon number. Hold the phone. Number two on this matchup for uh, the lower seed. Um, so makers will advance, although it was close, two to one. Um, not not a unanimous pick here. Yeah, and I That's, mean, uh, yeah, no, oh, go ahead. That peerless. I was just gonna say that peerless has some promise. I mean, down the road, that stuff's yeah. gonna develop pretty well. It's a four-year bourbon. I mean, this was the youngest product, except maybe that uh, uh, Old Forester Rye in the entire, and possibly the Granddad 114 as well. But on the young end, uh, I think it's got a lot of promise. I love everything Peerless is doing. Maybe just not ready to advance to the Elite Eight yet. Um, maybe next year. No, I, th- I mean, honestly, like for Peerless, for their first go at a sweet mash too, um, that's that's pretty pretty cool that they're able to pump out that type of uh, product so uh, i'm very curious and very excited to see what else they can come up with all right so next on the list we had the the little book chapter three versus the larceny barrel proof and this was i believe the 413 seed am i right fellas is that yep Yep. The four versus the 13, the little book, chapter three is the favorite here versus that larceny barrel proof. Um, and again, I'll let, let you guys kick it off. Dylan, maybe go first this time, because I, I think I know what I voted for, but I'm still not sure. This was uh, this was a very easy selection for me uh, and actually for Kate, too. Um, when we tasted this, the larceny by a mile. Um we actually both like I did not care for the little book in the slightest. Um, actually, like it was my least favorite of the entire tasting of everything that we had. I thought it had like a like Kate and I both agreed it had almost like a chemical, like soapy kind of taste to it. I don't you know, and, and I've never really tasted that before. And it was like really harsh, um, whereas the. The, the larceny, that barrel proof, it's very, very hot. So there's a lot of good spice to it, but it has a traditional bourbon flavor. Um, so very, you know, very oaky, has a lot of wood and caramels and a lot of like nice vanilla notes to it. Something that I definitely see like sipping all along, but like the little book just did not work with me at all. Yeah. And I, I think I remember telling Andy this when I first opened this bottle. I did not like the little book when I first opened it. And it has calmed down a little bit now from tasting it this time, but I just immediately could pick out that it was a Jim Beam product. Just I got a lot of the like weird funk that people say Jim Beam has. It's like a earthy kind of like weird aroma and taste. Um, I don't know if that's something to do with like the chemical you were saying. It's totally different type of flavor profile, but it was very it just stood out as like weird in that way. 
both of these were both really high proof too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could taste that. I just thought that the, uh, the larceny, which is the one I picked, uh, had a better, I think you said it, like just a well-rounded bourbon taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did immediately pick out like the Heaven Hill. There was some sort of like peanut butter nutty quality to it. Uh, and the oak was just really nice and sweet. Um, also, I will point out the larceny is like 50 bucks MSRP and the little book is like 130. So what you're getting for the price point is is drastically absolutely yeah that's awesome i'm I'm in agreement i think i believe what i chose was the the little arsony um you know i i can't disagree at all in the little book i like jim beam products Um, Mm -hmm. the nose i thought was promising i got hot fudge i got a little vanilla bean uh, but the palate, Dylan said it, it was harsh. I got a little sweetness and a little bit of oak, but just not a lot going on. I had trouble getting anything really out of this little book. Meanwhile, the larceny really uh, stood tall. It, it burnt caramel on the nose. I got cherry on the palate, vanilla, a little cola, actually. So I, it tasted kind of like cherry Coke. Um, it wasn't my favorite of the day, but it definitely stood uh, above, and this wasn't a, a tough decision. I chose what was my bourbon L, which I believe is the larceny, and it is. Uh, so it's unanimous. Unanimous. I'm wow. six for six. Look Same at here. you. Look at uh, you guys. Pros. <laughs> so that leaves us with uh, the last matchup uh, down at the bottom left, the number five seed barrel batch 20 against the number 12. Uh, this is always a matchup that's rife with upsets. We've seen two, one minor, the, the eight versus the nine. That's an upset technically. But then the, the 13 just knocked off the four seed. So uh, could we get the second straight upset here with the Knob Creek, Bonnie Castle pick uh, from Chad Clifton and crew? Could that uh, knock off that more expensive barrel product? I'll go ahead and uh, talk about yeah, I thought it was... Ahead. I thought it was the most challenging of the, the groups. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and say I, I picked a Knob Creek. Uh, I liked, for me, oak is, is a good thing. And this one had heavy amounts of that. It was almost like a like a fresh sawdust kind of uh, taste that I got to it. And nose, um, it was very buttery. Uh, I really enjoyed that part of it. The, the barrel bourbon... And I, I like their products. This one, it just, it seemed like the Dickel part, the Tennessee part was a little more up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for mm-hmm. me, that that kind of takes away uh, a little bit of, I just get that, that vitamin-y note. Um, and for me, that's not something I'm always a fan of. I would mention it, it's like Flintstones vitamins. Um, but it did have some great qualities too. Um, I put down uh, it was nice and soft as well. I got a lot of orange flavors to it as well. Uh, but for me, it was just the Knob Creek was was higher quality. And I'm in agreement with Quincy. Um, I'm I'm no uh, no stranger to saying that Knob Creek is one of my favorite bourbons. I'm actually sipping on a Knob Creek uh, quarter cask uh, right now, which is a cool limited uh, limited release that they have. Um, and the Knob Creek just this actually wasn't very hard for me at all because I actually wrote delicious. This was my favorite uh, <laughs> tasting of the day. I uh, wrote it and I actually scribbled a bunch of lines underneath of it just to make sure that I knew how much I liked it. Um, with the Knob Creek, I'm, a, I'm also a big fan of oak. Uh, that oakiness that you get with something like Knob Creek is always a good standard for me. 
but I said that uh, this one had a lot of like chocolatey notes with it, uh, and it had a little bit of spice on the back end. So I said that it was almost like tasting one of those uh, uh, Ghirardelli squares that has like cayenne or something that's mixed in with it. Oh, dang, um, so it that's had a nice. Had nice, like wow. beautiful flavor. So like I was a huge, huge fan of this. Um, Whereas, you know, it wasn't like the, the barrel wasn't terrible. Um, I really liked I said the nose was really nice. It had a nice, like sweet, almost exotic kind of smell to it. Uh, but I think that it goes into what Quincy said, too, is that it had almost like a, a vitamin-y kind of uh, taste to it where I couldn't nail down. Actually, once you said Flintstone vitamins, I was like, yes, that's exactly what it was. Like it's an artificial, almost like an artificial fruit um, with it. So I wasn't, it kind of, it kind of threw me off a little bit, especially compared to the Knob Creek. So, yeah. Yep. This is, this is unanimous. I already double checked, um, the Knob. This is my favorite pour of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. immediately when I noticed that I knew that it was this, this Knob because it's got a lot of age on it. Um, <laughs> as soon as he knows it. <laughs> As soon as he knows that he knew it was that dog. I'm just gonna lean I'm just gonna <laughs> lean into these double entendres at this point. <laughs> I just love putting my mouth around it. It was <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ. But you know uh, on the nose I could smell the, the age on it. Um chocolate I got. Let's just re- refer to it as KC from now on. <laughs> The creek. Can I call it the creek? Yeah, the creek. <laughs> there you go. Um, I wrote on the palate, it was robust uh, caramel and butterscotch. I gave it an A+. Plus. This is my favorite of the day. Um, I agree that... The, oh, you the graded note, them. I didn't, I didn't I did, think about yeah. grading them. I graded wow. them. Wow. Um, the, the nose on the on the barrel. I got vanilla wafers. They had a lot of promise. But, yeah, the th- that's what plagues these barrel picks is sometimes I'm not in the mood for that... that Bickle flavor, which is the the minerality, the the Flintstones vitamins. I got it immediately, and it, it really just took over. Sometimes it, it finishes like Oreo cookies, which is kind of like a fake mm-hmm. chocolatey taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get that a lot in there. I gave that a B. Wasn't my favorite. A little disappointed. That was actually my first taste of the Barrel 20, which that's a brand that I really like. Actually saw the San Francisco Spirits competition, the the Batch 21 uh, today won Best Small Batch Bourbon. Um, they announced that. So great brand across the board. It was it was seated high, but uh, yeah, that that Bonnie Castle Knob Creek pick is going to be tough to beat because I thought that that was, that was phenomenal. And as a 12 seed, I, it might be my favorite to come out of the side of the bracket at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like more props to Chad Clifton and that crew. I mean, they do one hell of a job. I mean, I honestly want to like, like Andy, we need to reach out to Chad and be like, please take us on the next pick that you go on. Cause I want to see your all's process because I've, I've, I've yet to try something that he's picked out that hasn't been just phenomenal. So the, the 12 and the 13 both advance in that high-proof Louisville region with everything over 
20 proof. Um, we've got got a couple of the, the, the underdogs, the Larceny Barrel Proof against the Knob Creek Bonnie Castle pick. And then in the top, we have the Chalk Advance in the 116. Don't sleep on the Four Roses single or uh, small batch limited edition. Hasn't really been tested yet. Be interesting to see how that goes up against the Makers. You've got the, the High Rye Four Roses against the Weeded uh, Makers finish with some uh, some seasoned and convection oven staves. And then, of course, those two uh, double-digit seeds at the bottom. So, Interesting results today, gentlemen. Um, final thoughts? Any favorites to advance, Dylan? I think you like the Knob Creek. Quincy, what do you think? Um, I'm kind of moving more towards the makers. I know I mentioned it uh, in the initial podcast that I wasn't a fan of it, but it's it's growing on me, and I'm starting to pick out some more notes that I like about it. Um, so that would be a fun upset to see that go over the Four Roses. Uh and then the other the other group, they're both right at 120 in the proof point. Um, the age is way, way different. So and the, the mash bill. So that one, I think, is going to be a challenge to to pick the winner based on, you know, what we enjoy about it and not just pick out what we think it is. So I'm, I'm rooting for the makers to go through uh, and then maybe maybe that larceny just because it's a really value item, I think, if you can find it. It is, yeah. Is that is that pretty readily available up in the Windy City, the Larceny Barrel Proof? Uh, I haven't seen it myself up here. I actually bought a couple of bottles on my way home to Indianapolis in northern Indiana. I was lucky enough to find it there. Uh, and I guess in Indiana it was a lot more prevalent, but haven't seen it up here at all. Yeah, I've seen it periodically down here. Um, I've got the one that we opened and then a backup bottle, but I, I, I'm I'm impressed by it. It, it's, yeah, I will. I'm, I'm not not the biggest fan of the Larceny 90 93 proof, I guess the the standard, but this barrel strength I think really makes it stand out. Yeah, it's yeah. a completely different product to me. And like I, like Larceny, we always kind of rag on because it just kind of uh, displaced our old Fitz bottled and bond that we were always a such big like such a big fan of. Um, so I kind of had like a negative connotation to it, but this barrel proof is is pretty solid. I agree. Quincy, were you eight for eight? I was. Eight for eight. Me too. We got so when we taste the second half of the bracket, we try to go perfect in the yeah. in the round of sixteen. Aren't you guys something? just some alcoholics? <laughs> Congratulations. It helps the fuel side, the alcohol. The other side though, I have to say there's a lot more uh things that I haven't tried or haven't tried in a long time. So that might be more uh challenging. Not saying that I want to like pick them out, I just want to pick the winner, you know. You, yeah, you want to be it, right? Yeah. It's always easier when you when you have the matchups. Like if, if I just tasted these eight in a random order, it would be very tough. But when you have a little bit of context and you think you might know one, then you can like look for certain flavors in the other one and, and narrow it down a little bit. Sure. But uh, you know, it's 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 nice to be right. I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys. Just Thanks, from Dylan. afar. I'm giving you like a big air hug. So proud. Gold Spikes. Well, Thanks, Dylan. Let's let's all hope <laughs> because I think this is a good recording. Let's mm-hmm. hope that uh, Skype allows us to download this as a, a file that we can then post as a podcast. Let's if hope. Not, this was all for not. It, we'll have this for it might be their information. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> it, it might just this might just be something that we can all look back on one day and listen to again. But hopefully, we get to share it. 
And for sure, we will be back. Um, no, no set date yet, but I would say within the week. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't get shit to do. We ain't got um, nothing to do. We'll do the, do the other side of this bracket. I had a lot of fun sitting in my dining room drinking blind bourbon today and making notes. So we'll do it again soon, guys. Hell yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. You know, I think I think this is one of those things where like we we were starting to bring in like guest tasters and stuff like that, and that might still be something we can do. Um, I have an idea for the next uh, for the next side of the bracket that I think might be interesting. But um, I just wanted to give a shout out uh, to one of our good friends, uh, Kara. Kara uh, Brown, she wanted to she wanted to participate in the Sour Mash 16 this year. She was really big about it, uh, and unfortunately, this whole quarantine mess has kept her from doing that. Um, I was able to to have a beer along with her, uh, Kate, and her husband uh, Mike Bowie Brown, who you might know from the the uh, the email gate scandal of of last year from the Sour Mash podcast through a fence for social distancing purposes today. Uh, and I, I just have to say, it's like, like just a, shout out, shout out to yeah, shout out to Carrie. You got you got to you got to keep that distance. But um, they, do, they do say that fences um, ward off the the, the coronavirus i think that once it yeah once it gets to the fence it, it realizes like it can't, it can't cross, cross it has property to, lines yeah it has to ask for permission yeah so it's like a vampire it's a polite <laughs> yeah but i will say so just just shout out to kara next year we're going to get you on you're going to be a fantastic judge um and you had the best boyfriend jeans uh on that anybody could ever uh rock so good for you wow okay she paid, no con- she paid me. She paid me to I've say that. I've got no that. context there. Right. Paid me to say it. That, that <laughs> comes to us. That's our man's choice money. That's not your money. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm putting it in the coffers. No worries. Okay. And Quincy gets a commission. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well done. You didn't even know that until now. Uh-uh. <laughs> but guys, so this yeah. is great. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's let's sign off before Dylan talks about any more articles of clothing that we can't see exactly we're not yeah or you say any other sexual yeah yeah i think i'm doing the best uh, out of all of them yeah Yeah. quincy's just do yeah quincy's just killing it maybe you should do the podcast (laughs) from now on (laughs) that's a lot to to take on (laughs) so guys um follow along with us um we're gonna be doing this more often just for the fact that you know like andy said we ain't got shit to do uh follow us on social media at sour mash tours uh like and subscribe to the podcast check us out on our website www.sourmashtours.com unfortunately we're not running tours right now because ain't nothing open and nobody can get out but we'll be reopening the, reopen we'll Oh God, let's no, we can't get into this. We're not doing that. No, no we're, not, we're not getting into all of that. You Turn all can go to, web, go to the website, email us if you have questions about when we're going to be doing tours. It will be well past Easter. And uh, until next time, guys, we appreciate you and cheers. 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 <laughs>